Oh man, Matt, today I am very excited. We're going to be doing an Amityville movie. Yes, we are. That's very exciting. Uh, there's like a million of these. So uh, is this the uh, is this the one with the clock? Uh, no, but that's a great one. We should do that some other time. So is this the one with the haunted mirror? Oh, God, no. Whoever wrote that should really take a long look at themselves. So what is this thing about? Oh, this is the one where the house is haunted by the house. It's a haunted house story. Yes, it's a haunted house that haunts a house. So there's a tiny house inside a larger house haunting the large house. Well, there's a tiny house inside a shed outside the big house that eventually gets moved into the big house, and the tiny house haunts the big house because the shadow dimension inside the tiny house crosses over into this world, which haunts the big house. Obviously. Uh, well, at least it's not the one about the lamp. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Whose bright idea was that movie? Matt, you're fired. Crash! Good evening, Matt. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. That's very exciting. Uh, I am very excited about today's motion picture. I am too. It's quite the goodie. I I love this movie. Yeah, I, I remember liking it, but I had not seen it in a great many years, so when you suggested it, I was like, cool. I like I, that movie. And then I then I realized, like, I don't remember a damn thing about this I, I didn't either. I don't think I've ever seen it. I think it's entirely possible I've never seen this oh, movie. Oh, wow. No, I've definitely saw it. I definitely rented this back in high school. But, yeah. Uh, wow. And I've had the tape on my shelf forever, but I've just never put it in for a long time, so. Holy crap, man. Um, I'm, <laughs> I definitely had a minute of, like, is this a great movie or was Plutonium Baby so fucking terrible <laughs> that now I'm just like, I'm like, my God, there's like stuff happening. This is definitely Looks a like palate cleanser. After, things uh, just keep happening. Like, that. yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. Even if it isn't a great movie, stuff happens. Yes. Like a lot of stuff happens. It feels like every, every time there was an edit nearing the end by the third act it's like every time they switch back it's like some new fucking crazy thing happens (laughs) it's like where freddy you get like five of these you got like 20 of them in this movie super fun super fun and then when you think yeah yeah we'll get to it (laughs) oh yeah 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 let's let's go through it because this is uh this is a lot of stuff like i said there's a lot of shit going on in this movie um unfortunately i do feel it almost starts out like a lifetime movie like where it's just like when i started watching this i got a little worried because I was just Ooh. like, oh, okay, uh, okay. I mean, okay, something happened now. <laughs> I will admit, I will admit that it did start with like so. So basically, we get a really long intro sequence where we just get a fucking tour of the dollhouse and blah blah blah. The dollhouse looks but, great though. But the prop is beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's got so much cool stuff in it, like working clock and all the lights work and like it's it's amazing. Yep. But um, and then we pan over to the dolls that are in the dollhouse and we just see that there's a like weird little white blobs i like them though. oh i mean it's spooky i think they look cool not to cut too far ahead but once once one of them gets mad and yeah. like may, gets the angry face i was like oh that is awesome yep it's also adorable it was it was both <laughs> so cute it was really fucking cute um but okay and then oh and then we get a quick cut this is going to be a recurring theme we get satan for a, a real real quick cameo here it's just like a like a one second flash of <laughs> the devil yeah. like straight up the devil shows up for a minute and then he's gone uh 
Just so, doing my devil thing, don't mind me. How's it going? Big rubbery devil. <laughs> Big rubbery devil with no articulation can kind of open my mouth. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, the Mount Bolgia effect. The, yes. <laughs> uh, so so our, our lead character, Bill, is pulling up to his family's new house that he just finished building after 10 months. It took him 10 months to build a house. It took him 10 months to do this. I don't know if it took him 10 months away from his family. Yeah, he was just building this whole thing like, by himself. Literally, he has not seen his family in <laughs> 10 months. Is that the idea? Or <laughs> I, I can't imagine that's true. Okay, he's probably an but architect. But it seems weird. Like, yeah, like, oh, so it's almost like his wife came separately. And it, just like, but, it, okay, so they blame him for everything. It feels like he built this fucking house brick for brick. Yeah. Because he says he doesn't have a staff. Right. He doesn't have like a construction sign on his truck or anything. So he built this giant McMansion in the middle of the desert. Uh, Yes. By himself. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, But his son, not impressed. It's all right, I guess. It's all right, I guess. The little girl (laughs) likes it. And then his new new stepson, Jimmy, is really not impressed. He hates it. Yeah. He hates everything and everybody. He hates everything and everyone. In his mouse. And his dead father. <laughs> but Jimmy's a weird one because you can't kind of, it's, you can't blame a kid who's suffering. You know, he's, he's, it's definitely punching down to, to blame him because he is, you know, he's got a dead dad. He's recovering from that trauma. Yep. You know, new father. Uh, he's, you know, obviously kind of nerdy and has no friends but man he's really hateable (laughs) the problem is he's really hateable well they make him that way too they do they they make him so inept like not inept um awkward yeah so awkward that it's like annoying i agree it's he's it's like this party sucks i'm gonna go out here and tell my mouse that he's so much smarter than everybody else at the party (laughs) by myself yeah and, and there's that too where he he definitely is like there's that thing where, like, sometimes smart people are like, I got bullied all the time. And it's like, it turns out that they were being dicks to everyone yeah. around them. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, I guess I was the bully. Fuck. <laughs> um, he calls his brother a subspecies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just like one of those little vampire fingers yeah, that yeah, runs around. Get out of here, Radu. <laughs> <laughs> so they go inside and we meet the main character of this movie, the fireplace. Yes. Um, and it's really fake looking. Yeah. It's like, it stands out like a sore thumb, which I mean, obviously it's supposed to because it is, it's supposed to be an awkward supernatural entity in the middle of this house. Which is so foolish when we learn why it's there or how it, it's still there. Or like, what, I mean, what this... is the temperature of this movie? Like they get there in the beginning and it's like, He's like, yeah, I got the fireplace, and they turn it on, and then, and then when it does heat him out, she comes down. She's like, oh, I thought you were fixing the air conditioner. Or it's, open the we'll, we'll it's, they look like they're. I mean, listen, we know that the Amityville, the real Amityville house, is in yeah. New York, obviously. This but is not. This is not in New York. This looks like it's in Arizona. Yeah. Like it looks like they say it's a hundred degrees out at one point and I think it is people I think are sweating it's like, constantly and they keep on talking about how cool this ass fireplace is like why is this in this house why do you need the biggest fireplace <laughs> yeah. in the world in this house I do not know but um, also how is it I mean I guess he didn't have any permits and he didn't ask anybody and he doesn't know how to wire a house and like a lot of other things Yeah. because the idea that just because the chimney's standing you can build a house around it is a suspicious idea. It's super far-fetched, uh, I think. I'm not a carpenter. 
<laughs> I have never uh, built not, a house from I'm not scratch. a chimneyologist, but <laughs> yes. uh, I feel <laughs> I feel like this is flawed somehow. I feel like it'd be harder to build a house around a chimney than it would be to just build a new damn chimney to start. I, I absolutely agree. Like, but the but what they say is, he saved us a ton of he money. He saved us a ton of money, but... The, the, what? <laughs> you know, the, the rest of the house was a pittance. This chimney was going to put us... What the hell do you give a shit about your dad saving money? <laughs> well, he does call himself on that, too. He's like, that's boring. Let's talk about something else. Todd. Let's not talk oh, about my Todd. dad's finances. <laughs> oh, stupid, sexy Todd. Um, so... So there, uh, Todd establishes himself right off the bat as being kind of a jockish dick. Uh, he he brings his brother, he brings his new stepbrother a box of his shit that got put in the wrong room. And then makes fun of him because a spider comes out of it, he freaks out, and he's like, uh, you're dumb, basically. And you know he's a jock because he carries sports balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trope in movies shit. that I hate. I love it's that so, shit. Like, oh, there's my older brother, the <laughs> jerk jock. Oh, oh, he's just got a football in his hands. Yep. I feel like I've I feel like I've said this before. Who are you tossing that ball to, bro? You're alone <laughs> in the desert. <laughs> I feel like I've mentioned this before on this podcast or maybe another one, but I have to say in my life, like as a skateboarder in northern Maine, like mm-hmm. I dealt with a lot of like weird jockey people and yep. like people trying to beat me up for that shit. But for real, I was skating down Lombard Street, which is like the biggest street in Port in Presque Isle, and this jockey bully guy saw me skating and was like, hey, fuck you, and some other epithet, and threw his basketball at me that he was using to play basketball with, <laughs> like it was an 80s movie. Yeah. It missed me by a long shot and went down this nearly mile-long hill. So he had to go chase after forever. <laughs> And it might have been the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, I I will never forget that. So that was good shit. Uh, Anyway. So, I mean, you you got down to the bottom of the hill on your skateboard and threw it back up for him, right? I I walked it back up and I was like, hey, let's be friends. I think we've gotten off on the wrong foot. Think you dropped your ball here, chum. (laughs) Oh, boy. Nope. Was not. Don't worry, he's now a state trooper. No, oh, of course. <laughs> Literally everyone who was like, everybody who beat me up in high school, all state troopers now. <laughs> do, do, do. Anyway. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, so we've got Kids Afraid of Spiders going to come back later. Yeah, it's going to come back. Uh, and we're also introduced to his pet mouse, Max, which we also pretty much know is going to come back later and suffer a horrible demise. Oh, yeah. If a kid loves a pet in a movie like this, he's dead. Yeah, especially a loner like yeah. this. Like, if he's the only, if it's the last thing hold, tethering him to the social <laughs> yeah. life and his sanity. Oh, Max, you're the only one that gets me, and <laughs> yeah. I would be completely lost if you were gone. <laughs> it's also really great that you're only a week away from mouse retirement. <laughs> <laughs> You and your lovely mouse wife are going to move to Mouse Maui together. Uh, you just have to get this one case out of the way. <laughs> so, poor guy. Damn it. Uh, anyway. The case takes place at the cat shelter. <laughs> oh, shit. This is going to be bad. Um, <laughs> Stupid. Todd is having angst about his mom. Uh... 
So this is such an unnecessary subplot that doesn't go anywhere. I don't understand the point of it. Why uh, not just say his mom died? Like the other kids died. Yeah, who but, gives a shit? Yeah. Brady Bunch this thing. It's it's so superfluous that that he has a bad relationship with his mom. Yeah, it doesn't play into anything. I mean, it. Oh, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, don't. It, I'm no, sorry. No. It kind of <laughs> makes him. It makes him more sympathetic. It really does. Oh, is that okay? I thought you were gonna say it mattered for some reason. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. But it does make him more sympathetic because he's a dickhead, and like I wouldn't care one way or the other if he lived or died, without. So he wouldn't be a dink if his mom talked to him. <laughs> I mean, it it gives you something where you feel bad for him for something. Okay. Like you at least you at least see him three dimensionally, I guess. I mean, because he is a cartoon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at this point, he risks going into complete two dimensionality. <laughs> um, but you know, he's uh, she calls and won't talk to him and all this other shit. I don't. They never explain why, but they say that she's ashamed of Todd. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's this whole thing where but it it's, doesn't factor into anything. You don't, right. You don't, I wish you don't feel you don't learn anything about Todd to know like it's not like he failed a grade or stayed back or got like right. arrested. Like there's nothing that he they say he did to shame him. So I mean it's a whole They should have right, they should have established something yeah. where they were like Like ever since oh. I went to Juvie, mom's been ashamed of me. They never say anything like that. They're just like, Yep, she's ashamed. Ever okay. since I had sex with dad's last wife <laughs> she's been ashamed of me. It's kind of a recurring theme it's with kind me. Of, kind of my thing. I'm gonna go take my shirt off and play some basketball <laughs> outside the dining room window now. Uh just gotta gotta grease up and put on this Chippendales music and go play some basketball. <laughs> hey mom, you wanna come out and play? Yeah. Hey. Anyway, um, so Jimmy, he's a wimp, and Todd is gonna pick on this kid. There's no way around he, it. He, he eats kids like this for breakfast. <laughs> he used to eat pieces of shit like him for <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> uh, so so that's uh, that's important. And Dad feels some sort of sympathy for, like that actually kind of bugged me as well. Where it's like, oh man. I love beating up on kids like this. I like giving them childhood traumas. Anyway, Dad, what do you think? Oh, son, you're such an abusive piece of shit. I love you. Like, let's go toss the football. Like, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> have a little, have a little bit of parenting here for a minute, and kind of say, hey, maybe it's not cool that you're a bully. Uh, but whatever. So, uh, Dad and Todd have a one-pass game of football. And then that was boring enough that they're like, wait a minute, what about this shed that I never looked into in 10 months of building yeah. this thing? Yeah. You, you're telling me you never opened that shed to store any of your tools there when you were building this house in 10 months? Nope. Shut up. And <laughs> is this the house that his family burned to death in? What? No, the house is gone. That this was just a shed on the property. No, 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 no. I mean, the house that he builds, yeah. is he building on the bones of the place where his parents burned to death? No. Okay, so it's a sep. This is... That house is the Amity house. Correct? No. His parents just died in a fire in some house. Okay, so it has nothing... It's completely it no, unrelated. Completely un unnecessary, too. Okay. He just has fire dreams, like... Well, I mean, and also, that brings something else up, then. Even, even regardless of the fact that it's not the same house... Yep. So, your parents burned to death in a fire, 
and you're like, and you have like this massive childhood trauma based on it because you like you were psychically aware of it before it was going to happen. Yep. Your so first move is to, build... is to find a burned out house. <laughs> and save the fireplace. And save the fireplace <laughs> that probably burned the goddamn place to the ground in the first fucking place. Not only save the fireplace, but rig it up to your <laughs> shit-ass electronics that you suck at doing. You suck at laying a gas line, you suck at wiring, and you've hooked up a fireplace. And he was fucking jamming a screwdriver into the breaker I, yeah, he box sucks at that. while it was live. Yeah. Like, there's like thousands of volts going through that thing. Well, Jimmy's right. He's a loser, man. He's kind of a loser, to be <laughs> honest. Um, okay. I also feel, I mean, there's definitely people in relationships with age differences, but I feel the casting is off way off in this. It, I feel the casting is off as much as I had to look it up on IMDb, and it's true. Uh, he is 15 years older than oh. Claire. Oh, she is way, way out of his league. Yeah. Like, absolutely, of course. But I think that also helped a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, as far as, like, the age difference between him and her is kind of the same age difference between her and Todd. Todd. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, it's like almost not that weird. You know, like it's as weird that she would be with him as it is that she would be with Todd. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that kind of helps. Uh, either way. So. Uh, yes and no, because Todd never comes on to her really though. She's always, she's always doing the one side. Or, she's the one having all the fantasies, not yes. Todd. Oh, absolutely. So like she could still be his age and not. Oh, well, of course. Still be lusting after Todd, and there wouldn't be a difference. Yeah, she's still a weirdo, no matter what. Um, So, Todd gets distracted because his girlfriend Dana shows up. Freedom! And he's like, hey, I would love to go hang out in this dank shed with you, but you know what? (laughs) I think I'm going to go hang out with my girlfriend. And so, he takes his football, and he throws it to his girlfriend, and now they're going to go play football somewhere. Because... That's what kids do these days. Because he's a jock. Yeah. So uh, they take off, and Dad cuts the chain on the shed with bolt cutters and goes inside. We get some spooky music. We got some some wasps that have been uh, kept under glass and, uh, you know, I don't know, jars with rusty screws. I don't know. It's just a fucking shed. It's a shed. But <laughs> it's a shed that he never bothered to check out when he bought the property, so when he worked on it for so 10 months. Well, come on, Insane. Ruby. So insane. Um, to the point where they could have fixed it too, being like, it's just a shed full of junk. Like I just looked in there once, but I haven't really piled around. Like, but to not even open the door. To not once. even open the door, and it was preserved when the house burned down. It's like that would at least give you a little bit of like, huh? I wonder why that is. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think, whatever. Um, so he uh, he goes in, but then all these jars with screws are just too much for him to look at and he gets a nosebleed oh man <laughs> this was just too sensory overload oh man this is just too exciting there's like it's rakes <laughs> and shovels and old farm equipment oh my nose oh my dad's senses are exploding <laughs> <laughs> so he he goes out collects himself then goes back in and he finds the uh he finds the dollhouse that looks just like the amity house and if you're wondering why a model of a house in New York ended up in this shed in Arizona. Me too. Keep wondering. Oh, <laughs> I was hoping you had something. Nope. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> we are given nothing. Yeah. This is not the original Amityville house, 
I mean, at all. He just built it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there is this weird ass model of. Yeah. And it was, and the whole real point of this scene was the fact that it was covering up a news article saying that that house burned down, which he already knew. We could have established this in any way before this. Yeah. But whatever, doesn't he matter. He would have found that out by the real from the realtor when he's buying the land, probably if he didn't already know. He would have found that out when he was building the house around the burned out yeah. chimney. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you'd think, but whatever. Uh, so he puts loser. <laughs> loser. Uh, so he puts the uh, he puts the thing in the garage. He puts the the dollhouse in the garage, and then he also puts out uh, a brand new bike for his daughter's birthday. And we cut to the little girl prying a promise out of dad that they won't ever move again. And they'll stay right in this house. Why are they moving so much? I don't know. Dad's Another loser. part that made no sense. Like, he spent 10 months building this house, but they're constantly moving? Yeah. Like, the, I mean, that's that feels like usually something... Usually when you live somewhere, you sign a lease for, like, a year. Like, how many times did you move in 10 months? And for what? Like... I, I mean, were you couch surfing with friends while your dad like lived on this <laughs> fucking desert land, well, I, that, and they kept kicking you right. out? What happened? Like, I, or why is that even a, a line in the script? I agree. I, it feels. I like feel like they, this movie could have easily chopped ten minutes out of it, and yeah. this is one of those scenes. Like, she, she this should have never even been a part. Like, we moved right. too much. Like, why? Why are we? Yeah. Why are we even learning this stuff? Yep. But um. So we then cut to a scene of Jimmy, the nerd. He's looking at a bug under a microscope because he's a nerd, and that's yep. what nerds do. Eek. <laughs> <laughs> he calls Bill a loser, and Jimmy misses his dad who died in the war or something. We don't fucking know. His we dad's know. way smarter than he's, him. <laughs> his dad's real smart. Uh, we only know that he was a soldier and that he's dead. We don't know how he died. We're, you know, whatever. Probably, Probably the war. Could have been anything. Again, and there's there's other ways to dialogue in the script, too, about that character, you know, that never goes anywhere. Where he's like, my dad was super smart, and he was always in, in control, and always level-headed. And she's like, oh, if you only you knew. What do you mean? Oh, nothing. They never touch back on that. Well, like, I mean, they kind of do, because if that really is his dad, if that's like the evil spirit of his dad mm-hmm. in from hell, yep. then that's kind of awesome. I kind of like the idea that... You know, he was an awful person, and Jimmy's just kind of covering it up. Got He's the like, colored right, exactly. Yeah, and that mom knows what a monster he was, and that you know, it, it feels very Hellraisery. Like some of this shit could have been a little more subtle, or a little more interesting, or actually fleshed out. I also wonder too why they made him a soldier. Like that part, I feel doesn't add anything. <sighs> Except for making you feel like it's a ripoff of House. It's, you got it. You got it, man. Like, dude, that, that worked, was what that I thought great too. In house, but like anybody that's a horror fan, which is going to be everybody watching this yeah. kind of movie, is going to be like, "Oh, that's Big Ben." That's, yeah, you know exactly. Why would you make that's him a what soldier? I thought too. He didn't die in a. They like you said. They never said he died in a war or bravery. Like I thought. I thought she was going to actually say like he committed suicide or something. Like right. I, when I thought there was going to be like, that's what she was like. Like he was always in control. She's like, "Oh, if you only knew." Like, like. Right. You might find that there was a uh, tragedy to his death that wasn't right. heroic by any means or something. But right. yeah, no, nothing. Nothing. Weird. He just could have been a freaking lawyer that got into a car accident. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, none of it matters. <laughs> but they make him a soldier. Because it looks cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Anyway, so. Uh, it would have been cool if he was a ballet dancer. <laughs> he just he slipped just one day. Leotard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one day. One day there was a banana peel on stage during. <laughs> During the Nutcracker Suite. I told that janitor to stop eating bananas while waxing the floor. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Bill and his new wife, Claire, talk about nothing and then shut out the lights and they start doing it. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to the dollhouse and the attic light turns on Bing. and smoke starts coming out of the chimney. And then... The- I really wonder if they made this effect by just holding a cigarette. Oh, I almost guarantee it. It looks so much like cigarette smoke. I almost guarantee it. Uh, But we we learn here that there is a tie between the actual house and the dollhouse, because as soon as smoke starts coming out of the chimney, we see that the fireplace is turned on in the actual house. So, uh, Bill and Claire wake up a little later, completely drenched in sweat, realizing that it's like 100 degrees in their room. Bill goes downstairs to investigate, and we get a little, like, quick... Quick scare of boots. This was another wasted scene. Like, they didn't hear anybody in the house. No. It's like, it's fucking hot. And he's like, oh, shit, I'll grab my bat. There must be an intruder. And then we get this long scene of him, like, creeping down the stairs. But it's it's the first of two creeping through the house scenes for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Later on, it happens again. And then when he's... when Todd's creeping and he sees his stepmom, he doesn't even care, act surprised. Like, who are you right. hiding from? You just, uh, but yeah. So the dad. But I just gotta say, th- this is this is the thing that maybe maybe Plutonium Baby has made me feel like so <laughs> so much different about after watching that movie <laughs> and not realizing that a person could make a movie where you literally have someone walking for fifteen minutes with just VO. Yeah. Um, it's like every movie it's, is five star affair now. I think it is, but it's like every time something like that happens, it's like, oh, it's a different concept in a horror movie. You know, like every time he's like walking down the stairs, oh, it's you know, it's not real, but whatever. It was not the same kind of scene we saw for the next scene or the next one, and they're all completely different. It makes me super happy, and I think that's all. I think my new rosy, <laughs> rosy outlook is all thanks to Plutonium Baby. Um, I've seen Plutonium Baby. I can watch anything I can watch now. Almost anything. Except Plutonium Baby. Except I could never watch Plutonium <laughs> Baby again. Um, there was there was one. So this movie is very is obviously very professional. Like it's a yeah. really really well shot, really well directed, and pretty much really well acted across the board. There's nothing there's nothing too outstanding. The like the worst technical glitch that I saw in this whole movie was like the weird looping of his breathing in this next scene. Yes, oh, was like I forgot. I did want to mention like, that. What the fuck is this? It was uh, like uh, I should go check over here. Uh, like, dude, you do not yeah. look like you're that out of shape, man. No, he's just constantly grunting and like exhaling like loudly. Yeah. That, that bothered me, too. Yeah, that was really, really weird. So he goes downstairs, he shuts off the fireplace, and then shuts off the blender. Yeah, the blender is on for some reason. And he was like, my son's making margaritas again. Damn 14-year-olds <laughs> making drinks in the middle of the night. I was like, okay. But I'm going to go, go talk to him. Oh, his door's locked. Okay, I'll just move on. <laughs> so he makes unattended margaritas in the middle of the night with the fireplace on? Wouldn't you just see this and go, there's something fucking wrong? Yeah. Uh, But he does not. Uh, He instead goes and sits on the couch 
hears his daughter calling from inside the fireplace and then falls asleep in front of the hundred degree fireplace. Like what the hell? It's like a billion degree. Well, he might've passed out from the heat. Honestly. (laughs) Um, he wakes up and his wife's there and she's like, well, I thought you were going to check on the AC. And he's like, this house has a mind of its own. (laughs) (laughs) If you only knew. Oh my goodness. That's a little, that's a little something for the audience. They're going to find out that this house really does have a mind of its own. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, okay, so, uh... So I was like, I'm gonna go stab my breaker box with a screwdriver and see about fucking, fixing this shit. Fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the truck in the garage moves on its own and crushes the little girl's birthday present bike. So, oh no. Uh, Jessica is talking to her, uh, to... Her oh to her and Todd's mom. That's right. This yeah. is that that phone call and Shop she's like, the scene right out. Right, exactly. She's <laughs> like, Todd comes in and he's like, "Hey, can I talk to mom?" She didn't want to talk to you. Bye. Click. Uh, this is this this spotty act. This spotty acting here always cracks me up. If you watch Todd when he like when she walks away, he's like, "Where'd you hang up?" He's like, "Oh, <sighs> he just does this like <laughs> exasperated thing, and it looks so forced and phony." I will say Todd is definitely the weak link as far as acting goes. He's he's not bad he's got his moments he definitely is like i would say 80 percent of the time he's like a solid professional actor but then he gets these little moments that are like these little ticks that are straight out of like a poor high school play where he's like oh you little (laughs) and i don't know if it's like maybe the 90s and they were like this is cool in the 90s they're like oh yeah keanu reeves do the do those keanu reeves things where you're like kind of Kind of doing a SoCal accent and looking like you can't act. I love that I just noticed that I was putting my arm in the air like everybody listening can see what I'm doing. <laughs> I love that. I You see me over here. I'm always fucking gesticulating. Yeah. Like, boy, I hope people can see this. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So, we got to set up cam cam. We actually, we should do that at yeah. some point. Um, okay. So <laughs> this is something I really love about this, about this whole thing. So... The, the house destroys the little girl's bike. Yes. So that it will be the present that she receives. It's very, um... It's a plan. <laughs> it's, it's just funny because it's like, it's so, um... Is that what happened? It, oh, absolutely. Is that super intentional? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. they're like, oh, no, there's no present. What are we going to do now? And this dusty hey, there's a dusty-ass house over here. <laughs> Great. Um, but, like, it really speaks to the, like, just the house doesn't have a lot of self-confidence, you know? Like, <laughs> you would think that it would it would believe in itself enough to be like, I'm the present, you know? Like, look at me. Yeah. I'm this beautiful house. This little girl would be excited to have me. I've got a bunch of these amorphous little blob dolls. Come on. Plus, she'll probably ride the bike during the day and play with you at night. There's Ex- room for both of you. Right, exactly. I, th- I feel you like... selfish fuckhouse. <laughs> I think that they wouldn't have had to do it if the parents weren't so stupid as to be like, hey, I found this really amazing dollhouse that our daughter would love. <laughs> cool. Oh, let's just let's not mention not it. Let's not show it to her at all. Like... Yeah. <laughs> you know, that could have also... Wouldn't you as... I mean, neither of us are parents, but like, I would think if I found that and I had a kid, I'd be like, oh shit, my kid would love this. Yeah. I can bring it inside for her to play. Like, hey, I found this in the shed. Do you want this? Yeah. If not, I'll burn it. 
Or in my light switch fireplace. Give it to Jimmy, and he can. The mouse can live in it. Yeah. Think of how. I mean, was that scene not adorable? It was. The, the little mouse going Wait, through the house. Oh my god! <laughs> Come on, that should have been the movie. Yeah. You know, just two hours of that mouse running around in Amityville Mouse House. <laughs> There's like a special edition of this that just has like a mouse cam that's just the mouse running around doing stuff in the little house. Um, so the family's outside. They're playing pin the tail on the donkey for the birthday party. Jimmy's being a fucking weirdo and he's only talking to his mouse and he's not talking to the family. Oh, and we skipped over the part where um, Todd is in charge of filling the pinata that they're going to play with. Yes. And Todd, he does this really funny thing yeah. where he puts a rubber spider in it because he's like... <laughs> Yeah, wait till they get a load of this. When they when they were in blindfolds and they see this rubber toy spider, they're gonna freak. <laughs> the person who hits it is wearing a fucking exactly. Blindfold. Todd, this prank doesn't work. <laughs> Todd, you idiot. Luckily, they didn't exactly portray Todd as a genius, so no. it's fine. And right after, and to make it work, uh, they disappear his blindfold between cuts. Yep. <laughs> nice. You think they figured that out while shooting it? Yes. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, fuck. Oh, he'll ne- oh, right. He won't know there's a spider. Just lose the blindfold when we cut back to him. Yeah. It that's, sucks that's because it's like, it's so easy. Because especially a kid like Jimmy, like, he could be missing it. And you could be like, it's okay, Jimmy. Take off the blindfold. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's perfectly fine to be yeah. like, oh, you know, everybody move, move up. It's Jimmy's turn at bat. You know, <laughs> move up and move out. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. So, yes, yeah, so that is that is basically what happens. But uh, Jimmy, before this, Jimmy is, uh, he's out playing with his mouse and standing in the middle of this dirt field because they look like they're in the middle of the goddamn Gobi <laughs> Desert. It looks like um, the Arrested Development house. Yes, yeah, it does. It's only a, they're the only house. <laughs> right, except it's just. They're the one model house out there. Yeah. Yeah. Burned up dirt for miles is what it looks like. Very weird setting. Really, really weird. Uh, But it also adds to the surreality of the whole thing, too. I think. They don't use the setting at all, either. There's no, no, like, nobody gets lost in the desert or nobody, they never exploit that, like, vastness outside their house of nothing. I agree. But it also, it also adds to the idea of the dollhouse, like that they're the dollhouse too, because it's just like, it's not like they're in a neighborhood where they could be like, Hey guys, I think there's something wrong. You know, like it makes them feel alone and everything. Um, so while he's standing there, his new aunt and uncle show up and Oh my God, I love these guys so much. They're so hokey. Tobias and Marla. In in my mind, like my version of how this worked was that like, because these are the Warrens basically. Like this is is the replacement for the Warrens in the story. But they've updated them to make them (laughs) cool and hip now. Like I swear to God, they were like talking to the Warrens and they were like, you know what? No, this is kind of how I see myself. Like, I'm kind of like the big strapping guy with the beard and he has a Harley. And like, my wife is like super fit and looks way too hot to be the age that she is. So, uh, <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of who we are. It's like, yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's, they're just ridiculous. But, uh, so. They're so cheeseball. Yes, they're they're really cheese ball. But they come in just in time to see her open the dollhouse. 
So she rips open the dollhouse, and they exchange meaningful glances between each other as soon as they see it. It's like, that looks like something that could kill everybody here. Like, yeah, let's just leave it here and think about it a lot more later. Boy, oh boy. (laughs) Yeah, this is real, like... Like, dude, take some proactive... Like, I know it's it's not going to look good right now, but, like... Just, just fall on that house. Smash yeah, it. exactly. Do, like fix it before the shit gets bad. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it feels like they really, they really fell down on the job well, here. Like even when she steals one of the dolls later on, like sneaks it away from the daughter, like just grab, grab a fistful of them if they're that bad. Get them out of there. <laughs> and more than okay. okay, okay, we got we got eight baddies here. Uh, I'll just take one. And you're better off. You only got seven baddies now. And therein lies one of the problems with this is that, I mean, it made for a fun scene Mm -hmm. and I really loved it, but this relies on the idea that that's part of a magic spell and that each one of those dolls represents a member of the family. Mm -hmm. When the two of them are in bed together, there are two dolls in bed. When somebody goes to another room, that doll is there. So... When they took that, like, I'm just imagining them taking that doll and, like, driving down the road in their motorcycle, and Dad's, like, skidding down the road behind them, just like, ah, what's happening? Ah! Why'd you take that one? I mean, I don't know. You couldn't have fucking Jimmy. Yeah. If only it was Jimmy. Oh, that would have been much yeah. funnier to see Jimmy dragging down the road like that. Oh, uh, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, so it, it feels weird, though, because I don't understand what the little voodoo dolls do if they aren't literally representing the family. Well, they're they're eggs, aren't they? Is that that's kind of what they equate them to? Like, they're going to hatch into... Except that they were... Demons? All, they are eggs. These have wasps in them, but are they... The wasps are not normal wasps, though. No, they're not. These wasps can punch you in the face and knock you over. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I forgot Holy about that. Holy shit, that scene cracked that. me up so much. Oh, shit, that was great. That was good stuff. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, okay, so... Um, so the tarantula comes out of the pinata. Oh, it's real now. Oh, my God, it falls on... on Jimmy's face. Which I like that detail. I, yeah, I, yeah. I like that. And then uh, Todd's all like, I put a fake rubber spider in there, but then it was live. Like, should I like that? Also, if Todd was any smarter, he should have been like, I didn't put any spider in there. And like, the, yeah, he filled the pinata, but that spider could have been chilling in the dark shadow of the bottom of the leg and Todd wouldn't have even known. You Where know? the fuck did he find a giant tarantula? <laughs> I mean, I guess they are in the middle of the desert, so probably yeah. anywhere, I guess is the answer. Uh, yeah, weird. You should have just been like, I didn't put anything in there. You would have got in trouble. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so, but luckily they've got the big bad biker Tobias there. Yeah. He squishes it and kicks his corpse off the porch. <laughs> whatever. He also, uh, caught a hornet earlier, remember? He a did. Wasp. He just, like, plucks wasps out of the air. You've got wasp problem. Yeah, and he's so badass that he doesn't even kill it. He just holds it in his hand. Yep. It's like stinging him, like, 60 times, and you're like, that doesn't bother me. No, I'm wasp doesn't say him. He's like, I don't even care. <laughs> wasp knows not to sting me. He knows. <laughs> he knows not to fuck with me. Yeah. I'm. I have the badass name of Tobias. <laughs> when I read books on the supernatural, I don't even need a table of contents. I just open it. And I know right where to go. 
as we'll see him do later. Tobias. Tobias. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so Marla takes Jessica up to bed because she inhaled some weird smoke from the chimney. The house made her sick. The dollhouse made her the sick. The dollhouse made her sick. And so she's going up to bed. Marla comes up and she drops. I love, I do love the way that they slowly explain that these guys are supernatural. They're like, their reveal of their, their occultiness is actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, in this, in this scene, she's like talking about making a, some sort of tea for her with certain herbs and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, nothing too weird. Is yeah. it, you know, whatever. Well, but. and she's like, and a little bit of arsenic. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna poison your daughter, Joe. <laughs> nothing, nothing funnier than when your okay. when your child is already sick to make a poison the child yeah. joke. Um, but she does. She does it. That's just <laughs> how she is. Um, you can see that they don't have kids. Yeah. Um, just kidding. I was gonna use strychnine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've got better stuff to do than have kids. They've got their fun little occult library to. Oh, uh, the Raven's with. Nest Bookstore. I think it was called. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, they leave the room and, uh, now Bill is talking to Marla about Marla is his sister and he's like talking about his dreams and his childhood. We get the Cut this scene <sighs> out. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, he didn't even need to be psychic. No, is the thing. none of this is necessary. This is, this movie is 97 minutes long. Yeah. And I feel like it could have been 90. Yeah. Like, there's and, just, like, a few things. This is one of them. And usually I'm not, like, a person that watches a lot of things and been, like, cut or nowhere to put edits. But this movie makes it clear as day, like, this scene shouldn't be here. Like, yeah. I, I feel like the pacing is just off here. I agree. I, I think the entire the entire subplot of his psychic abilities is superfluous. Completely unnecessary. And it, it it just, it adds an extra complication that doesn't help anything. No. And they could just take it out. Scrap and it, would, it completely. Yeah, and it would just be faster. Um, and uh, so they, uh, Marla and T- Tobias go back to hang out in their weird occult library. Uh, and they both talk about experiencing psychic pain from being near the dollhouse. And he's like... Like, did you did you feel it too at the party? And he's like, yeah, like a nail on the forehead. He's like, okay, we should we should investigate. And he's like, yeah, I'll look into this. And he just grabs a random book off the shelf. And he just opens it to the middle, turns like another page, and starts reading. There's like, the house. This 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 is like the super hokey party. He just starts stroking his mustache, like yes, yeah, so I'm investigating stuff now. This book I just randomly opened to a random page. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know that's a cookbook, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, uh, yes, dear, I'm making some whoopie pies. Yes, of course. So <laughs> Haunted whoopie pies. <laughs> we go back to Todd's room, and Todd's got his headphones on, which is going to be a recurring thing here. He's listening to some generic rock song, and he's reading a comic that is too fucking hip for this dumb jock guy. Oh, you know what? Too hip. It's uh, he was reading beautiful stories for ugly children, mm-hmm. which is the uh, the Piranha Press book that uh, the Bungle album took all the art from. So the first Mr. Bungle record, well, whatever the yep. self titled, was from a thing called Cotton, Cotton Candy, Candy Autopsy, Autopsy right? oh, and that okay. was published in Beautiful Stories for. Oh, ugly okay. Children. I'm glad you because I knew that it was from that, but I didn't know that was in. That. Yeah, it was. I think it was the first issue of of Beautiful Stories. Yep. So and that that book. Too hip for that kid. <laughs> I <laughs> put it stand. down. Go play basketball. Yeah, I'm like, stop. <laughs> if that was a Spawn comic, I would have been okay. 
I'm not saying that I'm not dissing Spawn. I'm just saying that kid is At not. At Todd's age, I loved Spawn. Me, <laughs> fucking Spawn. I still, I still love it. So don't, don't get me wrong. But I, I still. Having, think... I was having my mom drive me to Toys R Us to buy the the toys. Oh man, they're so cool. I wish I still had them. Like, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, don't worry. Todd's getting back into re-releasing every single toy that he's ever made, and now they're all they're all coming back. Now that somehow I guess a big Spawn movie is gonna come out. Yeah. Been hearing that for a while. Yeah, I don't know. Who I mean, knows? I'm all about it. Jamie Fox is starring. Fun. Yeah. Oh neat. So that's pretty cool. Uh, or at least he signed on. Whatever. But you know what's a better thing? This amazing movie. Yes. Uh, so. Todd and his dad have a big blow up about the spider. Um, you know, Jessica says, stop it in her room while she's sleeping. And the window of the dollhouse opens. And then the window in Todd's room opens. Whoa. A crazy wind and leaves blow in. And it only stops when the dollhouse closes the window. The editing in this scene is so weird, too. Like, I, I, I thought she was in the room with them. Yeah, it is. It is weird. When she's like, stop it. Like, she's laying on the couch. She's laying on the bed. Like, it, it seemed like they were in the same place. Yeah. The the, the, the blocking of this scene is fucking yeah. complex. It, it, it's wonked. It's a little it's a little wonked, unfortunately. It was probably a very tough scene to do. But um, but it looks cool. I like the idea. Um, and now Bill's nose is bleeding again. Because he's psychic. But, yeah, they cares. don't need to do any of the bloody nose bullshit. Man. Yeah, the the bloody nose doesn't Added doesn't nothing. help me at all. We already know that something fucking psychic yeah. and evil is going on without that. Does not need it. Um, so Jimmy's in his room putting his mouse Max through a maze because he's a nerd, and yep. that's the kind of thing nerds do. Build in... your stupid maze and play with your mouse, you geek. <laughs> when you're writing a movie. You think that that's what nerds do? You think that's bad? Wait till he freaking dips some shit in a petri dish before he goes to bed for no reason later on. (laughs) It's so, yeah. This is really like this is one of those like this is what screenwriters think nerds do. Later on, he legit like starts a science experiment and walks away from it. He dips something into a petri dish, starts bubbling. He's like, hmm, fascinating, and then just walks away. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) What's fascinating? What are you even doing? (laughs) Uh, yep. Whatever. He, uh, so, sadly, Max gets loose from the maze, uh, which I would say is really great information, because he's clearly really fucking good at mazes, because he got out somehow, Mm -hmm. and there wasn't even an exit on that maze. Mm. So, he gets out, runs into Jessica's room, and of course, adorably runs into the dollhouse. But then... He goes up the stairs and he's like, and Jessica's like, hey, that's my room you're going into, which honestly, I love that. It's so cool. It was, it's not subtle the way that she says it, but it really helped. And I feel like I would have known what was going on, but I feel like that little, little dialogue drop helped a lot. Oh yeah. To get us into the scene. So Max is actually in her room now, but in Big Mac's form and trying to fit under her bed which is not really working and banging the bed up and down. And so she's freaking out. And so she's like, yes, there's a giant mouse. With, and I love that the big puppet we see is just a mouse butt sticking out from the bottom of the bed. <laughs> we never see the big giant mouse head. No, thank God. 
I wanted to. Actually, it would have been cool. If they'd had the money for it, it would yeah, have been yeah. good. But as it was, just that giant... You can only afford gi- mouse butt. <laughs> giant mouse ass was awesome. <laughs> uh, huge, long, creepy tail. Looked awesome. It did. L- looked good. Um, so Todd runs in to help her, and he sees the eyes, like big glowing red eyes under the bed, and he falls backwards. And somehow this fall kills the actual Max the Mouse. Because it knocked the dollhouse over. Okay. And like a piece of furniture, I think, smushed him. It's my guess. <laughs> that would be a, a very heavy piece of furniture. It's a very detailed dollhouse. <laughs> it's, it's, everything weighs exactly what it would in real life. Yeah, it's, it's, some, it's some Reed Richards shit there. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> now I get it. Yeah. Um. So, guess what? Jimmy was upset before. <laughs> he's, he's even more upset with Todd now. Uh, Jessica knows that something something's weird, and Todd kind of does, but he's he's ready to take the easy explanation that it was just he was just seeing this toy robot under the bed. Yep, I love too when everybody's mad and walks out of the room, and then she just looks at me. He's like, "Todd, I'm scared," and he's just like, nah, and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> did I did I have a line? Exactly. That's what it feels <laughs> so yeah, I, awkward. A hundred percent. I was like, did the director just miss this? <laughs> was he supposed to say something? Todd's like, fuck it. Union break. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so We'll fix it in post. But I didn't even say my line. We'll <laughs> it, fix it in post. It's fine. <laughs> so uh, she's totally figured out the whole mouse dollhouse connection. And she's like, okay, what's going on? She starts looking into the thing, into the dollhouse, and she sees brown goop oozing out from under the doors and th- and through the staircase. So now Bill's going in to reason with Jimmy and be like, oh, he didn't really mean to kill your mouse, <laughs> but Jimmy's kind of a piece of shit. Um, and- well, go to the pet store and grab you another one out of the snake food container. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. He finally, he finally gives up and just leaves. And when he closes the door, in a beautiful scene, directly behind the door is Zombie Dad. So yes. Jimmy's Jimmy's biological zombie father is behind the door. Didn't see that one coming. I mean, I don't even mean that sarcastically. I mean, like, shit, we got a zombie dad now. Yeah, <laughs> I did not see that one. Coming. No, it's definitely a a move. Like it, it's it, a bold choice. It is, and it works. It's it's super fun. So up to this up to this point, we do have mom dropping hints that maybe Jimmy's romanticizing dad, and maybe he was a piece of shit too. But uh, now zombie dad's here, and we're getting this the beginning of him trying to convince, like shining, convince uh, the kid to Jimmy kill. To go kill Bill. To go kill Bill. So yeah. So. Um. There's a cool little scene here too where they shoot it from the from the back and he's talking and Jimmy can only see his face and even though he's a gnarled corpse we see that the back of his head is missing. Is that what it is? It looked yeah. like it looked almost silver to me. Like did you see that at all? No, did I didn't see that. I I felt like he had like a terminator like a like an like a endoskeleton underneath there is what it looked like on my tape. I mean, oh, you only see it very briefly too. I saw it. I I watched it on Prime. Yep. I shouldn't even say that out loud. <laughs> but uh, yes, so it looked 
It looked pretty decent. It was a good transfer. Okay, for some reason, like mine looked like it looked like Silverak was trying to make it out. I thought he had like a metal plate in his head or something. Yeah. Um, Stupid idiot living in SD. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bill and Claire are now having private time, and they're still kind of holding together pretty well. And uh, and we see that that there's we cut to the dollhouse. And I don't understand this. There's an angry little girl watching them in bed in the dollhouse. That's not what's happening. No. Although they are doing it. And maybe that maybe that little doll is making the the bad things with the picture happen because she's maybe for some reason. Yeah, I don't get it. But there's a lot of things like like who. Like, later on, sometimes they can't see one of the ghosts, and other times later on in the movie, they can see the the zombie dad. Yeah, yeah. Just like they can see uh, uh, Burnt Head later on, too. Yeah. Yeah, it does It does kind of mess with the and rules like, not only see, bit. but physically touch them. Like, right. He straight up punches a ghost. <laughs> he does, which is awesome. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. Uh, so Todd sneaks downstairs to apologize to Claire uh, after she's been fantasizing about him while they were having sex. And that scene's super effective, I feel, with the, the picture changing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It. I love that scare. Uh, yeah, the, the last, she's, she's, last she's, frame she's, is great. Yeah, she's uh, having private time. <laughs> but the whole time, she just keeps seeing this picture of Todd, and it just keeps changing, like getting closer and closer, and his face gets a little more warped. Yeah. I'm... It's cool. I'm confused about this sex scene, but it's not all that important. There was that little drop at the end where they're like having like really passionate sex, and then he's like, "Am I doing this right?" Yeah, what? <laughs> like, is this your first time, buddy? Dude, like, you're like 90 years old. Yeah, I think you've done this before. You have kids, like I didn't multiple get that, kids. I didn't get that line either. I do not understand what is happening, nope. but whatever. Um, but yeah, so this is a scene where Todd sneaks out. And he's sneaking, but, like, why? Like, he sneaks out of his room, and he, like, looks up the stairs, and then he's all, like... I don't know. ...creeping around the corner, and then he sees Clara looking in the fridge, and he's like, oh, hey, Claire. Oh, oh, because he's gonna meet Dana. But, like, but he doesn't, he doesn't act for a second, like, defeated that she saw, that he sees Clara. That's my problem. yeah, yeah. Like, he's sneaking and trying to make his coast clear, and then it's like, oh, it's not, but he's not, like, oh, shit, or tries to hide. He just, like... Approaches oh, it like a normal like like you. He he's were, really good at covering up I for guess his so. for his evil because he's like, oh, I was just reaching for this soda, this midnight soda. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of touches her as he's doing it. She's like upset that he's touching her. Uh, so, but don't worry if you're worried that this was not enough of an '80s like movie in the '90s. I will tell you it is because Dana shows up and what's she gonna do? Put on a mask and scare Todd. <laughs> yes. Because that's what you do in 80s movies. When you're sneaking and trying not to wake up the house, you're going to use the, I guess she had a spare key, too. Uh, spare key. Spare key, walked around the back, she's got the old brought, man mask. Kaboom, brought kaboom, kaboom. the mask with her. <laughs> yep. All very important things. And so now it's time for... Boo! Don't wake up your parents. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have drunken shed sex. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and so we go to the most disgusting place in the uh, in the entire set. 
for them to go have sex. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes sense. Um, and they find the article on the wall, blah, blah, blah. He says that they saved a ton of money by using the original <laughs> fireplace. Um, so, and here we oh, go. Todd, hearing about your father's fiscal responsibility gets me hot. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's her thing. And then... Uh, you should hear about his stock portfolio. <laughs> So she looks around at some wasps before they're doing it, and she's like, oh, it's clearly dead. Okay. And then they start having sex. She's like, "It's something falls over. And he's like, she's like, oh, my God, was that thing really dead? Yeah. <laughs> Her first thought was not that there's, like, a fucking raccoon or, like, mm-hmm. a rabid something in the in the room. It's like, that pinned wasp came alive and the, broke that glass case, didn't it? I mean, didn't it? <laughs> obviously, that's 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 thinking horses, not zebras. That's real. That's real clever thinking. So this scene turns into them versus a bug, and not like not like a big bug, like like in mosquito. Yeah, like we're talking a normal size wasp. Yeah, it's but it's, it's basically the size of a normal wasp. But it's uh, it starts zipping all around, like it starts taking about. Um, the kid thinks he's killed it, and then he. His feet lifts his face down and lifts up the book that he squashes it with, and it flies at his face and punches him and knocks him him out. (laughs) (laughs) He gets knocked out by a wasp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's great. It is. It's a good, good scene. And this is, of course, the grossest thing that can happen in anything. Oh. Not not awesome. I was not a fan of this. So it's I was just because it's so visceral. Like yeah, it is. It's ugh, it's yeah. one of those things where it's you know I don't like watching teeth trauma or eyeball trauma yep. in horror movies. You know what nope. I mean? But I never ever think of ears. No. In this movie, it was just like, oh shit, they went to ears. Yeah. Oh, so I this mean, wasp like crawls in, and you just think like, what? Are you just like repeatedly stinging his eardrum or his inner ear? Like, and he's, yeah. And uh, also. This movie has a habit of people not doing what they should be doing in scenes where things are happening to him, especially Todd. So this thing is in his ear, and he doesn't touch or put his finger yeah. in his ear or anything. He just puts his hands like outside of his head, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." That's that's annoying. Because honestly, you should see what happens when he's wearing headphones later on, and his headphones get cranked up. He does everything in the world except take his headphones off. But I mean, and and it's too bad because in this scene that would have been really effective and gross. Like if he was clawing at his yeah. ear, trying to get it out, and like and blood like was coming. Like, he was yeah. yeah, like there was blood coming out as he was trying to get it out of his ear, and then somebody had to push him onto the ground. This I mean, this plan is stupid as hell. Like you can crush it with a book or like your foot or whatever, and it lives. Let's but drown it in booze. We're gonna pour tequila in your ear hole and drown this bug. <laughs> This is the most fucking dumb frat guy thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> what's the, what's it's the a matter? Experiment. <laughs> I don't know. My ear hurts. I'm just gonna pour tequila in like, it. Do you it. think the tequila would get the wasp drunk, or do you think it would drown him? Let's find out. I mean, it would be. It would have been a great time to extend that scene another three minutes with the drunk wasp flying around trying to sting people. <laughs> but now it's just totally wasted. Um. But no, that does not happen. Um, he drowns really fast. He drowns instantly. And uh, now Bill is having a dream about the little voodoo dolls in the house, and a creepy ginger kid shows up and says, they're gonna burn. And it's creepy. 
And did he sound like a computer program? Yes, he did. Yeah, okay. he, he had like a vocoder or something on him. Okay, because I thought that was super creepy, cool. Yeah. And then he never says another thing. No, he was. Like, I was like, dude, that voice was so creep. And like, it would have been so much cooler to keep flashing back to that kid and hear that. that kid rah, 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 yeah, rah, you know what I mean? Absolutely, like, that kid was like one of the creepiest things in this whole movie. And I think they could have stood to bring him back a couple times. Yeah. Just at least bring that vocoder voice yeah. thing back. Cause that yeah. was, that, that kicked me out. That was out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Definitely creepy. So he says they're going to burn. And then he nails Bill's foot to the floor with two giant, yeah. both of his feet to the floor with two giant spikes. Uh, and also Satan shows up again and just kind of, Hey, hello. What's <laughs> <it> going? <laughs> Prince of Darkness. Just still, sataning it up over here. Still back here, guys. <laughs> My mouth open. Ah. <laughs> big rubber mouth. Big rubber mouth Satan. Hanging out. Have you seen my boxing wasp? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Satan's boxing wasps. Um, okay, so next morning we get this thing that looks like it's like a fucking Dunkaroos commercial or like it's the most 90s Sunny D fucking looking commercial I've ever seen. They stick the camera in the middle of the table. Oh, yes. They build a rig and just like spin it on a stick and it's nauseating as hell, but it looks so wonderfully like the cinematography is like a 90s ad for something. Yep. Like, it's some sort of extreme ad. No, I actually read about the shot. Yeah, you you were right. They did cut a hole in the table. Had a periscope lens going up. Mm. And the cameraman was rotated manually. It wasn't a machine at all. So they were literally turning him like he oh, was on a right. merry-go-round. So if you watch this shot knowing that, you'll see that as it spins, mm. it kind of slows down, speeds up, slows down, speeds up. It's kind of slop. Um, oh, and, uh, and meanwhile, when it happened, he got wrapped up in all the cords right, every time, course. too. So they could only do it so much for the head to <laughs> spin him back around again. I guess they shot it in three takes. Oh. Uh, it's a really cool shot. It just it would have been really cooler if it was fluid, if it didn't have that slow down oh, speed up, slow see. down speed up. Like, you see, it's funny that you say that because I felt like that made it that much more nauseating. Oh, yeah, it does. Like if so, maybe that's maybe the, that's on purpose. If the know. goal was to be nauseating, they really nail it. It's not pleasant to watch. No, <laughs> it's it reminded me of how I feel about Carrie, like the last that last I don't know twenty minutes of Carrie before before anything exciting happens. Mm-hmm. They just spin around on the dance floor in circles over <laughs> and over and over again. I can't watch that without feeling completely nauseated. Gotcha. So it's very similar. So. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, the aunt comes over to uh, talk to Jessica. They agree that the dollhouse is evil and magical. Because the dollhouse punches her with a window. Let's punch her in the face. <laughs> and uh, so they go to move it out of the room. Nope, punches her in the face. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, we clearly can't do this or we're going to get punched to death. So <laughs> We can't hit it with a stick from afar. <laughs> no, that, would, that wouldn't work. <laughs> It does try to electrocute her too, at one point. Um, so the oh, that's aunt, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, she says you should play detective and write down every weird thing that it does, which is. You know this house is deadly. Why are you brilliant. letting it keep this girl keep it in her room? Why aren't you saying, hey, Jessica, tell your parents that you want to sleep in the living room yeah. forever? Tell your parents to bring this thing or, to the dump. Yeah, tell or them to try to move yourself. it. Yeah. 
and then they'll see easily that proved like oh shit it's, okay it's so easy they could literally be like listen everybody come in here all of you as a family yeah. um and this, this thing is-, is evil and we need to destroy it oh that's stupid okay cool now you move it now out of here it. You get punched by a window and see what happens. <laughs> and this is a scene where she ganks a doll too, right? Yes. Yeah, she, she takes one of the... And she knows what they are, apparently. That they're uh, sort of. incubating demons. But are they... Well, this is this is too much to ask, but I think <laughs> this is... Are they... They're not incubating... <laughs> okay, so this place... Uh, you like God, answers? Oh, Tough God. shit, kid. <laughs> so this place exists in two different realities. There is a mirror. Man oh, lives. oh God! <laughs> there are three different realities. So there's the the dollhouse itself, which is a mirror of the house, and the house itself has a mirror dimension in hell, and the dolls that live in the oh, follow me. The Try dolls it. that live in the dollhouse when they're in hell are they're the guar demons. They're they're full sized cenobite guar demons. Okay. So they're hatching into hell demons in the hell realm, but in like, they're not, they're just those weird wasps in our reality. And then when are they the white cloth people? The white cloth people are Are the wasps uh, in ours. The wasps are in our reality. Yes. And then the white cloth people are full size. They're like human sized. When they go to hell. In the hell reality. So the hell reality is the size of the dollhouse. You know, they're like they're like doll people in, in hell. And when you go into that mirror zone, you become, you become doll yeah. size? Because they pick up one of the, the husks of one of the birthed demons, yeah. and it's people-sized. Okay. So, that this is just my read of it, but that's the best <laughs> I could get. So, if I'm wrong, sue me. Yeah. Uh, but don't worry. Claire's going to see her hunky stepson playing basketball. She's going to get hot and bothered. She's going to the, to her room and is all sweaty and sexy with herself. She starts rubbing her chest and putting her hands down her pants. And then Todd shows up. This scene threw me for a super curve because it's an overly long masturbation scene. And the music is creepy. The whole time. Yeah, it really is. So I kept on expecting that something was going to happen. Like, Me um, too. Like, uh, like the lipstick boob in Night of the Demons. Yeah, yeah. You know I what I mean? Like, some... she's going to, like, put her hand right through her stomach or something. Like, I was nope. so positive. I was like, I thought that, like, an eye was going to come out of her chest yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, like, You I keep like... thinking that. And she's like, oh, nope, she's just horny. Yeah, no. <laughs> just, it was just a horny scene. Yeah. Uh, turns out that the Todd that shows up was an imaginary Todd. So he has never actually made out with his stepmom. No. So... And never does. And he leaves a ghost basketball. (laughs) Which is only... It doesn't matter, but again, it's in the mirror dimension. You can't because it's only in the mirror. Can you jump through the mirror? Yeah, probably. Can you jump through the fireplace to get the ball behind the mirror? You could get that ball back. So if he loses... I just want to know how to get the ghost ball. (laughs) (laughs) If he loses his basketball in the ghost dimension, you have to jump through the fireplace, get the key, pull down the shotgun from over the mantel place, and that unlocks the door behind it. And then you walk through there. You got to put the gem in the eye of the cat statue, and then it'll open the door. There's a zombie behind the door. You shoot that, and yeah. Fuck, have you heard back from Capcom yet? (laughs) Where you're trying to get a yeah get a job there. Uh, then what? you can get the then you can get the ghost basketball that was thrown at the ghost skateboarder. And then at the end, 
you get to play basketball. There's a mini game yeah. where you play basketball <laughs> with sexy Todd. Bonus. <laughs> uh I got the shirtless Todd code. Yeah, yeah, shirtless Todd skin. <laughs> uh, so some DLC. Yes. Cost me some real bucks. Uh, so out, you can also play with him as a, a brick of tofu. <laughs> uh, oh, tofu Todd. That was the best part of Resident Evil 1. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Okay, so now we're out at dinner. Todd is taking care of the kids. This dinner scene's so unnecessary yeah it's it's fun because they're like they start off and they're like boy our relationship sure is falling apart yeah yeah kind of it's like falling apart before it even got started yeah just everything sucks and house fire and my dreams and had a dream that the house was on fire and you know wow in the 10 months you were away building this house i realized i don't like you anymore If we'd talked in that 10 months, we probably could have figured it out. But unfortunately, you were just out in the desert building a house by yourself. Ugh. But uh, we, this is where he tells her that he's psychic and he predicted his parents' death. And now he's predicting the same thing here. But, but again, it's like... It, it's, such, it's such a big deal. That by making him psychic, you're making him an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, if he truly believes that he foresaw the death of his of his parents mm-hmm. in that house, and then it happened, and he now truly believes that he foresees the death of his family in this house, the fact that he doesn't say, cool, we're selling the house, everybody get in the car, yeah. we're going to stay in a hotel, makes him a fucking moron. Yep. You know, you loser. Yeah, I, you know, Jimmy might be right. I'm on Team Jimmy. Yeah, you know what? I think I might, I might be down <laughs> with Jimmy's version of events. Uh, so now Dana and Todd are making out in the living room, and Dana says, "I feel at home in this house." Kind of a red flag, <laughs> but uh, Dana turns on the fire and just stares at it while Todd's in making margaritas. That's, he's good at that. He uses a half a bottle of tequila in each margarita. Yeah. Um, she's She's got her hair down, and she's just looking at it. She sees Jessica taunting the house from before, saying, Do something, I dare you! And Dana gets scratched on her arm? What yeah, was happening like, here? It's like her tattoo started bleeding. Oh, she has a tattoo? I thought. I don't know. She's got blood on her arm for some reason. And then, and now the back of her 80s poodle hair catches fire, and boom. I, this whole thing I felt was a little too mean-spirited for the movie. It is, it is kind of weird. I, the fact that she lived is <laughs> is the mean-spirited part, if that makes any sense. Um, so yeah, so she's. I mean, I get it. So while dude's making. In too, movie logic, I get it. Too strong. In, in, in the in real, real life, world, you're like, yeah. I, fuck, I'd much rather have a burned head than be, yeah, be yeah, dead, yeah. obviously. So, dude's making his margaritas, and he's got the blender running, so he can't hear her screaming. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dana's on fire, and um, she is just like Todd, where when something happens, she just doesn't do anything about it. Like, her head's on fire. Like, the kitchen's next door. 
like run to that damn sink and turn on the faucet for your hair. Like, no, yeah. I'm just going to stay on the ground by the fireplace and pound the carpet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fire totally takes her. So once Todd comes in the room with the drinks, he's like, oh shit, my girlfriend's head. And he pours the margarita on her and puts her out. Uh, were you were you expecting the same thing that I was? For her head to be even more fire yeah. when he pours it? Yeah. I thought that he had put so much, so much high proof liquor into it that it was going to turn out that he'd been like putting Everclear into it or something yeah. and that it was just going to burst into flame and she was going to totally catch fire. And, and she would totally die and that would make it better than what happened. Movie logic. Yeah, so right. She, movie logic so wise. So she I see flips over and she's just completely burnt. Like all of her hair is gone, scalp's burnt. She's like, yeah. it hurts so much. And then, so then uh, the ambulance comes. And for some reason, the dad is going to the hospital with her, not him. <laughs> and they fight about who's going know. with who's going with her. It turns out the dad has been having an affair with Dana. Right. <laughs> and, so, and Todd's been having an affair with mom. And oh, great. This family crazy. This family but yeah, so needs the dad goes off with her. And later on, we find out that she's in a coma. And that's the last we ever hear from her, aside from the ghost version aside of her, the, which the is fake not her. Out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in the, in the movie ends, we never, ever find out what happens to her. Right. So, like, dude, it's almost like... <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I, I, feel like, I feel like the movie's been kind of silly and fun, like, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, she just suffers this horrific thing, goes yeah. into a coma, and we just never find out if she gets out of it or recovers yeah. or not. Like, yeah, man, movie... And, and I get it. I mean, I understand how, because in movie logic, like Michael Myers stabs somebody and they're dead. Like one yeah. stab and they die. It's not like they're like. And this you're like, oh, this poor girl's still suffering right, all throughout exactly. this movie now. Like all you can think of is, oh, she's going to have to go through skin grafts and there's yeah. going to be a painful road to recovery. If to she getting even back, wakes up, like, you know, oh, man. <laughs> like there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that like you don't want to think about in a horror movie. Yeah. It's like. And that's you what just, this movie does. I don't you like take this part. people <laughs> off the board. It's why you don't like when you're playing chess you don't want to see the pieces suffer before they die it's like you take them away it's it's fake killing in these kinds of movies and it would be you know if they resolved it had like a like a four months later thing and like he was visiting her and she was better like that would have been sure. fine but like we just we're just left in the dark of whatever happened to her like, yeah it's a horrible fate yeah it's a bummer um so but <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, Jimmy's sitting in his room with a baseball bat and a catcher's mask, hoping zombie dad doesn't come back out of his closet, which I thought was a great scene. It is. And this is another scene where I feel you could totally cut it. This is where the mom comes in and she's just like, oh, so you called. You had to call 911. That was brave of you. You know, and they just have this like weird kind of small talk. And then he's like, what about her? He's like, she's in a coma. That's where we find out that. Yeah. Or does she say the de- coma is later on? The no, I don't know. It. Something. Something. But yeah, she's just like, oh, you called 911, you were brave. You know what I mean? They have this conversation yeah. that doesn't really mean anything. And she walks out. And then we cut to him putting the baseball catcher mask back on and sitting by the bed. Like, I feel the scene should have just started with him putting the catcher mask on, sitting on the bed. Like, cut out the whole small yeah. talk with the mom. Like, I, that's another scene where just this yeah. movie's got like these extra little minutes just tacked on. Yeah. Just like this podcast has these extra little minutes tacked on because I keep talking about these extra little minutes tacked on in this movie. Oh, yeah. This is going to be the longest podcast we've done in a while. Totally meta. It's really meta. Um, so uh, Aunt Marla and uh, Uncle Tobias do a seance with the stolen voodoo doll here. I love it. This is one of my favorite scenes of the movie. They prick the candle and it starts bleeding. The room starts shaking. Their card catalog, which, by the way, is alphabetized in runes, which made me fucking laugh. <laughs> uh, 
how come on come on man I didn't catch that I don't fucking I don't, nerds <laughs> like really just alphabetize it and <laughs> rum and <laughs> like this is silly uh, but whatever uh, so the doll comes to life that's in the middle of the board <laughs> and by and comes it, to life means like sits up and spins <laughs> it sits up and spins but it also gets an evil look on its face yeah. and remember this is a flower sack doll it is just white it is four limbs that are barely you know it's nothing it is the most generic thing that you could make to make it look like a human form possible mm-hmm. and it has two x's for eyes and a line for a mouth yep. like two red x's for eyes and a line for a mouth and then when it gets mad the eyes just make the little grumpy face yeah. thing and it's so funny and way too cute and I love it. And uh, I like, too, how they say, like, don't worry, it can't leave the pentagram. He's like, I don't think it needs to. I don't think it needs to. As it's making everything in the room fly at them. <laughs> right. Uh, it makes a bookshelf wobble so much that it knocks a giant book on her head, which I found was kind of funny. She was nearly killed by a five-pound book. Oh, yeah. It, that uh, fell three feet. I got a... Uh, a di- it totally reminded me of a dictionary I got for my birthday when I was... Uh, I also got Mario Brothers 3 on the same birthday, so that balanced out the fact that I got a dictionary. Um, my parents meant well, and I wish I still had it because it was a gorgeous book, but it was about the size of that. It was about a good, probably seven-inch thick, leather-bound yeah. dictionary with gold-plated pages. Ooh. Like, it was a... That's tool. actually pretty cool. Yeah, it was actually really cool, like, in retrospect, but at the time, I'm just like, oh, great, a huge right. dictionary. of course. Oh, shit, Mario 3! Mario <laughs> Mario 3 makes up for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know where I was going with that story. Except that I got a cool dictionary once. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she gets bonked on the head by this book that wiggled off. Yep. And I felt this I, I thought this was kind of cartoony where it's like, bonk, oh, she got hit by that book. Then all of a sudden it's like the whole bookshelf falls after that. And it wasn't the real bookshelf that fell. There was like a superfluous bookcase on top of it that was like, like one of those CD cases that you had in the 90s. They're like really flimsy wood. Yep. Like what hit her weighed all of like 20 pounds. Yeah. Then she's like, oh, no, I can't get out from under these. I've been these... hit by too many books. I've been covered by 20 books. I took I'm too much dying. knowledge to the dome. It's like, come on. My yep. wife gets hit by, like, 50 books a day. <laughs> Have you seen that place? Books yeah. collapse on my wife constantly. She's fine. <laughs> so I would say that she could survive that just She owns fine. a bookstore, everybody. Nobody's hitting her with books. Nobody's hitting her with actual <laughs> books. Uh, uh, well, actually, this is Portland. <laughs> No, she she owns a a bookstore that has Dr. Seussical piles of uh, of books everywhere that are like fourteen feet high. No human being would stack books like this, <laughs> except my wife. Except my wife. <laughs> uh, but it's a really good bookstore. Um, so anyway, greenhandbooks.com. Um, anyway, do do do. Oh, and uh, finally, Tobias is like. I know how to fix this. Takes out a big hunting knife and stabs the fucking doll. <laughs> and it gores. Yeah. It's cool. It, a great scene. It's just full of like blood and goop. It's got like tons of tons of gross like slime inside it. And, and then blood. when he lifts out his knife, he's got a big bug on it. Yep. Dead wasp. And it's that the same wasp, same looking wasp that punched the kid in the <laughs> face earlier. It's kind of just keeping with that insect theme, I think, think with yeah. uh, Amityville. Yeah, it is. It's 
it's interesting because the 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 wasp or was it wasps or hornets so one of the two was the main theme of uh, the shining in the book oh yes i was gonna say so like the like the big weird metaphor in the book was that like he was constantly going to work on the roof and it was like oh no it's infested with hornets and it was kind of representing the madness and you know that kind of thing where it's like buzzing and Mm -hmm. crazy and it's a flaw in this otherwise perfect thing and blah blah blah. i feel like they're kind of borrowing from that yeah they borrow a lot yes they're (laughs) definitely um and this is that wonderful uh Oh, no, this isn't the one. Sorry. Uh, This is where Jimmy falls asleep. Doorhouse, attic door opens. Dramatic red light. Jessica starts coughing. Dad's having the nightmare with burned faces and some some weird-looking, like, bondage-y Cenobite guy with a sickle. We don't really know what that is. And we're never going to find out. We never find out. Uh, Zombie Dad is now decayed further but he has an axe and he's like, fuck this. You are not taking care of this problem. I'm going to go take care of this problem. Uh, he goes to get bill and punches Jimmy first. Oh yeah. He, he, he punches Jimmy first. Uh, and then he goes off to kill bill with the axe. Yeah. Oh, not. And also they're having like a little heart to heart about how, you know, how Jimmy is a weak little girl. Yep. (laughs) Like, I didn't think I raised a weak little girl who wouldn't even go kill his own stepfather. <laughs> Sissy. <laughs> yeah. And this is, this is, again, this is a very The Shining thing. This is, like, the little kid is taking the place of the the Jack character. But This part bothers me. Yeah? Because Jimmy's waiting for his dad to come out of the closet wearing um that hockey mask. Like, as pro- that baseball catcher's right. mask yeah, yeah. as, like, protection or whatnot. And then once his dad comes out, like, he, he, he takes it off, like, and he yeah. gets punched. And then somehow he puts it back on because when he goes to run after him to stop him from killing Bill, he rips the mask off. It's like, oh, I got to go stop my dad from killing somebody. Like, I'm going to whip off my armor now. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, he's got bad timing. Yeah. So, yeah, but but he's gotten scarred now. He's got, the, got a big bruise on the side of his face. And... And so... Yeah, this this bothered me too. When the mom sees his face, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh my God, how dare he hit you!" But like, we're never like shown any like inkling that he was an abusive guy at all prior to this. Like, and it, and he even says like, "Bill didn't do it." Yeah, but the mom just flies out the handle like, "This is the last time," as if like this has happened so many times before. I think. Um... I mean, maybe I'm reading into this, but again, with all the all the little hints that that the or maybe like he she's she has dealt with this before with the army guy yeah, that the army guy was abusive and that she's like, this is never going to happen again. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to put myself in this position again. And if this new guy is the same as this old guy, then fuck this. I'm I'm out of here. Yep. And so she gets kind of into this this mindset. I mean, of course, like. To be fair, from her from her perspective, I mean, really, yeah. it's like, dad hit me. No, no, no. Not the alive dad. Yeah. Dead dad hit me. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm going to take him at see, face value on that one. I can see her, like, thinking it, but, like, I just feel she overacts. Like. She she does. She does get pretty. But, again, I think I think that's a that's like a kind of trauma kind of thing that they're, they're yep. pulling at there. Okay. 
Um, I'll allow it. So, so in Jessica's room, uh, the, uh, the oh oh so, dad's in the in the garage and he passes out from exhaust fumes. The house is trying to suffocate him here. Well, the, he's only out there because the bomb overreacted and kicked right, him kicked right out him the out. front door. Yes. And then he tries to go back in and save them, but zombie dad or the dollhouse pick take your pick. Yeah. Makes the garage door shut and the car starts, so he yep. gets suffocating in the garage. Yeah. Yep. And then <laughs> this this might have been a little too goofy even for this. Uh, in Jessica's room, the dollhouse just starts spinning in circles. Oh, jeez, that was so dumb. And, like, papers. <laughs> all of Jessica's important papers that she keeps around her room were flying everywhere mm. because, you know, it's one of these scenes, so papers have to fly everywhere. <laughs> Even though it's a little girl's room, and I don't know why she has papers everywhere. They were her um business papers. Yeah, it's, it's her taxes. <laughs> um her uh, her door opens. There's more of that red light that we saw that was spooky from the attic. She screams, but Todd can't hear her because he's listening to really loud music. <laughs> and then it starts getting really loud. Oh, no. What can I possibly do? I'm going to try to fiddle with the receiver in the stereo. And, oh, <laughs> my ears. Ow, ow, ow. It's so loud that he nearly passes out. Yep. Um, but then he thinks to pull the cord. <laughs> and not take off... I mean, it could be supernaturally stuck to his head. And he must not have any speakers hooked up to that thing either, because right, once so he pulls the cord, it just everything stops. Yep. <laughs> so Yep. <laughs> just take your headphones off, Just Julio. take your <laughs> headphones off. Um, so, now... Uh, it's, it's, it's like the same thing with the wasp fight earlier. Like, yeah. Todd and her could have just, like, left the shed. <laughs> like, what right. were you doing? Why did, did you just, stay in just there? Just walk out of the damn shed. I mean... If a normal wasp, if I was in a shed and a normal wasp was just like in there, I'd be like, oh, we should probably get out of here. Yeah. Somebody's going to get stung. But punching wasp, come on, guys. Go. Get out. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so Dana's now in Todd's room and she's back to the wall and all he can see is her beautiful hair that he already knows that she doesn't have anymore. What the hell? And then he just starts going like, oh, I love you. You're so beautiful. I'm going to pet your hair without ever looking at your face. I'm going to snatch your wig. Yeah, what is going on here? Yep, straight up wig snatch happens, and we see her burned head, and she attacks him, as we expect. Um, but Luckily, Claire pops in and busts her in the head with a pipe? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure, why not? And then... Even in her moment of triumph and like her hero moment, she's like, "I knew she was. She wasn't good enough for you." Yeah. Well, Only I am. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, why? Creepo. Yeah. Creepo, lady, quit it. Don't uh, be weird. <laughs> uh, but so Tobias shows up. He's got he comes just in time to save Bill from asphyxiating in the garage. He's got a big, weird rag doll with him. Where we don't, did this come from? We don't know what it is. It's we, linked to the soldier. That's all. Somehow. Somehow. We don't know how. We never hear about this doll until he shows up with it. We never see it until he shows up with it. Of all the things that they could have taken time to explain, like, I would have taken... You know, 15 minutes out of this movie in various places that had absolutely no point. Oh, hell yeah. And just had him go to the fucking cemetery, dig up the corpse of this guy, 
and then tear his clothes up and then make a voodoo doll out of his clothes. Yep. I would have been happy about that, but nothing. We just know that there's this other doll. And we don't even know it's him until no. later on. No, but there's no reason to know what the hell is going on with this. But whatever. So uh, they get into a fight. Uh, the The dad and everybody's on the couch. He's being creepy in front of the fireplace. Uh, the zombie dad in this movie, I don't know who... Uh, he's great. He is great. That actor just nailed it. Uh, I don't even... I feel like a jerk. I don't even, didn't even look yeah, him yeah. up. But I was just like, man, that guy killed this role. He really did. He and was Zombie wonderful. Dad makes this movie at the in the third act. Like, he yep. really brings it hard. He does. Um, but he going away. Yep, he's going away. After, uh, yeah, after they have a little fight, like, the, the dad is threatening the mom, and they're like, ah, we're going to kill everybody, and it's going to be great, and we're going to go to another dimension, and whatever. When you see it there, don't worry, it only hurts forever. Like, that kind of shit is great. I mean, that was great. That was definitely one of those, like, trailer lines, like, yep. specifically put in so that oh, they yeah. could edit it into the trailer. But it was good. Um, so, but eventually they do throw the doll into the fireplace, and it kills him. Because he burns just like the doll that came from somewhere. That came from somewhere. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but now Jessica is lost. So we get a, a poltergeist thing here where the little girl is gone into the other dimension. Oh, like the little girl lost uh, Twilight Zone episode. Also that. <laughs> yep. Uh, or the Treehouse of Horrors episode where Homer gets lost in the wall. Which um, is based on that Twilight Zone episode. Yes, I know. <laughs> We always have to have a Simpsons reference. That's in, kind of our new thing. We've we've done it like the last five podcasts. Uh, so, but but Dad's like, I know exactly what's going on, and he jumps head first into the fire. Sarah and I lost our shit when we were watching this the other day. Like, oh, I know the fireplace is a door. I saw it in my dream. Ah! Like, that is a trusting motherfucker. All week, we, we kept riffing on it. We were like, <clears throat> just imagine how funny it would be if that didn't work. I and know. He's just like, clunk! Ow! 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 <laughs> Can you imagine? He's looking for his daughter. He jumps into the fire. He's <laughs> head first into a brick wall and on fire. <laughs> he drags the fire out with him. <laughs> yes. And like sets the entire house on fire while he's trying to save his daughter. It's, it's a bad look. And Todd's like, Dad, stop, drop, and roll. And he's like, no, I'm just going to pound the floor with my hands. The, yeah. <laughs> it worked for your girlfriend. That's what we all do. <laughs> but he jumps through. He's followed directly behind by Tobias. They find the doll husks. And we see actual Satan and those two Cenobites. Um, and I don't know what their deal is, but I assume that they have hatched out of these things. And that's what they're talking about. They don't directly say that those demons that we're seeing... He even calls a demon a certain name, like a gajin or something like that. He's, yeah, it's they did. He did give it a name. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they must be the thing that's coming out of them. Yeah. And uh, fun fact too, I guess um, those creatures that we saw are just like ramshackled, cobbled together with old costume parts from various uh, other monster movies that never got finalized oh, nice. or made. They were just like kicking around. Like in the prop room. Nice. So that's why you never really see them like super brightly lit or anything. They're kind of just. It's funny. That Satan reminds me of something from another movie. 
I feel it, like I've seen that that Satan puppet before. It very well could have been, yeah, because they just, they just grabbed what oh, they had. To okay, make that makes sense. That makes a lot more sense because when I was watching it, I was like, damn, that looks like something from another movie. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it has been in something before. Yeah, it probably has. I don't know what huh. they're from, but that's that's Funny. the story about those three demons in this. Yeah, they're so weird. I mean, the the two gothy ones are super creepy. Yeah, Satan looks goofy as shit. He looks just like a big dumb rubber puppet. But the I two, like him. the two I mean, he's charming. He yeah. has he has a charm to him. But the the two Cenobites rule. Like yep. I I love the like duct tape monster like gothy thing. That's fun. Um, so they they're like they're in hell. These three things are kind of coming towards. Well, two of them are coming towards them. Yeah. Satan doesn't have Satan's much mobility. Like, yeah, get him, my guys. I'm gonna stay here and flex my wings. I'm just gonna kind of, just gonna kind of jiggle a little Keep bit. Keep my mouth open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He does not. He doesn't really represent a very mobile threat. Uh, but they're like, oh no, what'll we do? Maybe go through the only door that's here, but it's that attic door that's so spooky. We'll do it anyway. And he's like, if only Tobias had a magic spell that could create holy light shining down like a laser light show from like, heaven. Exactly like a laser light show. <laughs> and like he does. An effect that is just a pure laser light. <laughs> from a- I swear to God, I've seen Dio do this same spell. Exactly. <laughs> So and I love this part too. Yeah. Because he's like, I've made a, I've made an impenetrable barrier. They can't pass through this light. And it's like, oh shit! They grab me with their tentacles through the light. <laughs> it's like, sure, maybe the demon can't pass through, but like he can shoot his tendril and grab you and pull you out of there. Like it's not very effective, bro. <laughs> they know my only weakness. I'm really weak. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> they figured it out. Um, well, there you go. Turns out having a motorcycle is not enough to defeat Satan. Being a guy who owns a motorcycle. He's like I should have freaking driven my Harley into the fireplace. <laughs> yeah, if he'd had his Harley, he could have he could have really done some. Holy damage. shit! How cool would that be if he, if he did that? <laughs> and that's how they escaped. They're like, get on! And he well, barreled, like straight barreled, bat out of hell. Straight out, bat out of hell, but out of the fireplace. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, him driving a motorcycle through the fireplace yes. back into the house that while it's w- on fire. That would have been the fucking coolest. I don't know if they have the budget for that particular thing, but that would have been great. Um, either that's like, way. That's like sell your house to finance that scene. Yeah, ass. that is that would be worth it. And you guys didn't. Yeah, that would have been worth worth it. Enjoy your ending. stupid house. <laughs> That you still have. Yeah, that you still have because this movie <laughs> definitely did this. not recoup that kind of money. Um but either way, they get out. Tobias gets murdered, and uh, they and laugh about it. They, they do actually <laughs> laugh about his death later. Um, so, dad and kid back in the real world. All, the whole family is safe. You know, they burn the house in the fireplace. Mm, it. They drive away. Uh, yeah, I was annoyed by this because I felt like they had set up this idea that would have been so much cooler. The idea of it collapsing into its own vortex. Because if the dollhouse and the house are both the portals, if they'd thrown the dollhouse into the hell dimension, it would have oh, sucked itself shit. into a like singularity. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, you know, and it just would have, like, turned into a little black hole or whatever. Yep. <laughs> Which I thought was a much cooler idea than, like, oh, it's on fire, so the house is on fire. And they all get sucked into the black hole, and then we just watch this black hole for, like, no, 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 we just watch it. It's just sitting there, and, like, it all goes quiet. And then, then like, 20 seconds later, boom, they all just come <laughs> flying out on Tobias's Harley. <laughs> See you later, folks. <laughs> yes. It's like, God, I'm glad I brought my bike. <laughs> this movie brought to you by Harley Davidson. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, ride free, ride American, eat an eagle. <laughs> eat an eagle. <laughs> yes, and don't worry. If you were worried that we weren't going to get quips at the end of this movie, don't you sweat it. We get two quips for the end, and actually both were pretty solid. Uh, our first one was, next time, let's rent. Oh, yep. it was okay. <laughs> and then the kid was like, it had a callback to his own thing from before where he was like, this house was definitely not up to code. Yeah. I actually really liked that line. Like, oh. I thought that was pretty funny. And then the other kid was like, well, Tobias is dead. And they're all like, ah! <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Should have brought his bike. Dude. Yeah, totally. And flames. They don't even acknowledge him at all. They like, don't acknowledge the death of their uncle. Who sacrificed himself for yeah. y'all. You're just like cracking jokes about how shitty of a carpenter your dad is. You left him in hell. Yeah. You literally left him in hell. Yeah. Boo. Ouch. Uh, either way, Satan makes another quick appearance right at the end. Yep. <laughs> there we go. Hope you enjoyed the show, folks. It's me, the Prince of Darkness. Good night. See you next time <laughs> in Amityville 9, the haunted bread machine. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I loved this movie. Yeah, it's super fun. And As much as we ripped on it. And more than that, it's especially because I, as a rule, hate the Amityville movies. They're... N- they are hateful. There's like in there's general. Some goodies. There are good ones. I like part two. Part two actually scared the shit out of me as a kid. Part two is creepy. Uh, like that legitimately freaked me out yep. as a kid. The uh, even numbered Amityvilles are usually good. Oh, really? Two's great. Four is fun. Uh, I don't recall which one's six. It is. might be just that I've literally missed eight. all the good ones because I feel like I saw. Like, there was a point when I started seeing them available on digital, and I was like, I remember hating these movies. I'll give it a chance again. Yeah. And I think I watched, like, three and, and like, the Possession and whatever the other one was, and they all sucked. Yeah, I mean, here's an unpopular opinion. Uh, I don't like the first one. Oh, I don't either. I think it sucks, dude. Yeah, it's boring. The whole movie can be summed up as, oh, we bought this house. Oh, some scary shit happened. Okay, we should drive away. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, sure, maybe it was based on a true story, so you can't fuck around, but like, yeah, it's just like, that's not an ending. You yeah. didn't stop anything, you just drove away. Poltergeist is a much better version of that story. Yes. It's like, it's that story only fun to watch. Yeah, I love Poltergeist. Yeah, I just, Amityville is not my thing. I have a feeling that Damien's gonna be like, fuck you. <laughs> I love that movie, because it was made in the 70s, and it's not all that fun. Oh, fuck, speaking of Damien, uh, Wrong Turn should be out now. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go pick that up after this. Yep, wrong turn is out. Do now. I have time to pick it up after? This? We'll see. You might. We'll see if my car even starts to get me there to pick it up. Oh, I've been Christ. having some issues. Damn you and your car troubles. Uh, it's been a week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, isn't it always these days? But look at that fucking shirt you're wearing. 
I mean, yes, this is a this is the VHS girl gang. That thing is my friend Ash's Burt's ridiculous. Uh, made this. I yes. love it. <laughs> As a screen printer, I'm envious of anybody who has the time to do foil printing or the resources. It scares me. Yeah, so check out. I think it's AshesDoesArt.com, maybe. Good stuff. Or if uh, that's not it, and I send you to a bunk link, uh, you know where to find me. Write me up. <laughs> yes. I'll, awesome. I'll guide you with a cut and paste link to your, your email texty. Um. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Follow us at uh, Funbox Monster Podcast. Yeah. Um, make sure you to rate and review us. Uh, and that is helpful um hey this shirt's pretty cool but do you know where i can get some other cool shirts you know you can get those at coastcitycomics.com cool what am i listening to again oh yeah this is a funbox monster podcast yes do you have a funbox monster podcast shirt i do indeed have a funbox monster podcast shirt oh sick and you'll get like stickers and stuff (laughs) and you'll get them you'll get fun things shipped with it when you buy them uh the deal with our website this is the secret the better the order, the cooler the extras you get. <laughs> this is this is legit. Like I, I feel like some people put in orders that I'm just like, oh fucking a, I've got to reward that. <laughs> you know, like it's just like awesome, awesome choices of like a great shirt. Somebody buys one of our one of the shirts that I'm really fond of. Somebody <laughs> buys like, uh, <laughs> we had one that was just amazing. She was like, she bought the Stephen King rules shirt. She bought the Dean Koontz is all right, I guess. Shirt. <laughs> I love the Dean Koontz. <laughs> and then she bought like two amazing horror soundtracks mm-hmm. and like a bunch of other things that I was like, fucking a, come on. So I gave her. A bunch I'm loading this girl up. Yeah, yeah, I was like, this is good stuff. But uh, yeah. So by that rationale, though, you're saying you have dumb shirts too. I have. Shouldn't a, buy, <laughs> dude. I've got a bunch. I'm not gonna tell you which ones. And if you buy the dumb shirt, um. You cut it. A I cut. Bit. I put, put, rips a, in it. put a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Do I have a shirt that I don't like? I don't. I got rid of all the shirts I don't like. Ah. But uh, yeah. No. Good stuff. <laughs> Follow us. Oh, and also make sure you subscribe as well. Like that is that is also very helpful to actually like, you know, on Apple or wherever you get it, subscribe to the podcast so it shows up. So that even though you don't listen to it. It just keeps building up. You have to delete a whole bunch of them, and it's a huge pain in your ass. Do that. It's great. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Why not? And uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend. And um, if you like movies like this, you should check out the Video Vagrants Facebook group uh, for lots of fun stuff there, too. Awesome. I love it. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. Have a good evening, and we will see you next time. Peace.